Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Here's Gulami. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Yeah, baby. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. It's a rat to perish. Sad, strange Well, howdy, hey, hey guys. Welcome back. No, we gotta talk like we're Western. Howdy, y'all. There you go. Here, let me try. Hardy. That's pretty good. Oh. What is that, Leprechaun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say every night before going to bed. I look in the closet, I'm like, what is that, Leprechaun? <laughs> uh, hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. This is Kenny. And this is Paul Damien. Uh, this week, we're talking about True Grit uh, mm-hmm. from 2010, the remake by the Coen brothers, yeah. um, starring Haley Steinfeld, Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin, Barry Pepper, Paul Ray, uh, Domhnall Gleeson has a short role in the movie uh just to name a few do you want to do your little plug real quick yeah i mean i, I can do it after this okay i mean the, the, everyone <laughs> yeah you're right so, <laughs> i didn't mean to throw you off i was just like i was surprised you didn't do it i mean this is the only podcast that gives you a comic book episode and a movie episode every week there you go uh this is our movie episode obviously um but what were you gonna say paul Damien? i was say uh my first reaction when i started watching this movie was oh shit it's kate bishop <laughs> and so that's when i really realized why we were watching yeah true grit because earlier this week we did hawkeye yes so, yeah. yeah you got uh, it i i but just i've seen this movie i saw You'd it when it came it out in theater um and in the singular theater yeah in the theater <laughs> uh, <laughs> on broadway and <laughs> it's, it's funny because like i was uh, I looked a little bit more into Haley Seinfeld mm-hmm. because I I really like her as uh, as Kate Bishop. Yeah. Um, and she uh, she's the same age as me. Oh, basically. she's the exact same she, age as you. Well, I well, think she might exactly. be like a year younger than me. Oh, okay. But um, it's just weird because she looks like a child. No, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I f- well, not like a child, but you but know, yeah, she she's looks a lot younger. She's yeah. playing younger even as Kate Bishop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought she was like twenty two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I thought that too. Uh, she also plays a uh, fucking Spider-Woman. Yeah. Uh, Gwen Stacy. Spider-Gwen. Yeah. In the in Spider-Verse. The Spider-verse. Yeah. She's also Bumblebee. Yeah, she is Bumblebee. She, she is Bumblebee. The She's Bumblebee. the Bumblebee. So, no, um, you've never seen this movie before. I've not seen this movie before, no. So, fun little fun little story. on my. I have a story. I, the only other time I'd ever seen this movie was the first time I saw it. Uh, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I might have seen the original. No, oh, okay. um, so, anybody who knows us uh, knows that we have an old friend named Travis. Oh. And so, a oh. uh, fun fact to know about me is that I'm the kind of person that cannot fall asleep to a movie. It's very difficult for me. If you put a movie on, especially if I'm trying to go to sleep, I will sit there and watch the entire movie. Kind of almost like an insomniac before I can go to sleep. Don't put on The Lord of the Rings. I will sit the whole three hours. Um, and so, in this kind of circumstance, it was with him and JD at Travis's house. Oh. And so, for our audience, a fun fact about Travis's parents' house back in the day was oh, that they no. had about 12 dogs <laughs> and about 500 cats. <laughs> and and then, in like 20 square feet. <laughs> yeah, in the tiniest environment. And I was horribly allergic to cats. Yeah. And so, oh, perfect. They put on the movie, and the Travis and JD proceeded to immediately pass out. Just. <laughs> 
out like a light. And so I sat there for the entire run of this movie watching it alone, just dying of cat dander. I remember I just barely breathed. And, just, and I just watched True Grit, and I and I, I remember being like, "That was a pretty good movie." And now I'm gonna go into fucking hypo fucking plastic shock and fucking die. You know? Did you walk home afterwards or what? <laughs> no, I think I ended up just trying to sleep there all night. You know, <laughs> because funny. I, you know, I was definitely one of those that would kind of like take on that kind of challenge. I'm like, "Fuck it, I want to just see if I can get through this night." You know? See I would have don't die. I would have mm-hmm. definitely watched the whole movie and then went home. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I could have walked. You know. Yeah. But. <laughs> either way so that's how that's the only other experience i have of this film so nice. this was my second rewatching of it you know and i really did i remember why i feel like i liked it even then and it, it was able to pull me out of the hellish environment you know the mm-hmm. dante's inferno i chose mm-hmm. to sit through to experience it and it's that uh this movie's incredibly funny yeah for yeah. what it's about the humor in this movie it hits so perfect and every character plays their role so perfectly to allow that humor to come out in what feels like an incredibly organic way between a lot of the cast we get to see so and there's a pretty exciting cast in this movie yeah, we get sure. to see a lot of faces pop up you know even when you think they're gone get to come back and I mean Josh mm-hmm. Brolin was a huge surprise when he finally shows up you know I didn't really look at the cast or anything before rewatching, so it was a nice surprise here and there to get to see these these, these actors uh... These kind of more prominent the actors nowadays, too. Yeah, absolutely, for sure, for sure. Um, all all four of those actors, Haley Steinfeld, Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, and Josh Brolin, mm-hmm. have all been in the MCU now. Mm-hmm. I did point. make that. Yeah, I was talking about that as well. Yeah, uh, Matt <laughs> wow, Damon. I'm just realizing that right now, too. He plays an Asgardian actor in Ragnarok. He's he might be either Thor or Odin. I don't he's, remember. He's Loki. Oh, he's Loki. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're right. He is Loki. Um, and then Josh Brolin is obviously Thanos. Haley Steinfeld is uh, Hawkeye. And Jeff Bridges is in the first Iron Man movie mm-hmm. as Obadiah Stane. Uh, crazy. He built it in a cave with scraps. Oh, shit. I, I played that on the soundboard. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this movie comes out 2010. It's by the Coen brothers. It's either going to be... Hard Western, or like you said, lighthearted, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comedic Western. Almost even surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it it's it's right in the vein of Cohen. Um, the original came out in 1969. It was starring uh, John Wayne as Jeff Bridges' character, uh, Rooster Reuben Cogburn. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about it. This was definitely my first time watching this. Mm-hmm. I had not mm-hmm. seen the original. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, I really, I did enjoy this movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, what were some of you guys' favorite parts? Let me pass the let me pass the bill to you guys. You guys. <laughs> well, I actually uh, kind of wrote down just a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, you took notes. Dang. Yeah, I took notes while I watched it. That's cool. I um, think what really hooked us early on as an audience was Haley Steinfeld's character personality as her character, and we get that whole mm. early encounter where she's her haggling with the poor guy in the yeah. bank you know what i mean and he by the end of it we literally see the next time he sees her he's like oh my god no i'm not <laughs> you know bartering with you anymore yeah. and I, I really enjoy that encounter because it shows i think why Haley steinfeld was kind of destined to go on to play kate bishop which is her ability to be like quick-witted and talk at like an incredible speed of getting information like back and forth with somebody and like being able to kind of have that moment like where you see the brain her brain the hamster wheel running but she's also like moving at 100 miles an hour and that yeah. felt very early 
Kate Bishop. I mean, I, yeah. this was like, hey, look, this is little Kate Bishop in the West, you know? Like, yeah. we're going to keep bringing it up. But you, it, honestly, the characters are relatable in a yeah. sense of this is more of just, uh, uh, Maddie Ross is, was more of just a intelligent or more like focused <laughs> yeah. version of Kate Bishop, yeah, I guess is what I would say. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. No. That's literally everything I was going to say. <laughs> You're like pulling out your notes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but in that's such a great scene where we get to see her fucking fuck with that guy. And she's like, well, now we're going to talk know, about I the I loved horse. it. And then like afterwards, he's completely traumatized. Like you see him <laughs> next time. He's like, wait, are we bartering again? <laughs> <laughs> he's like reserved into his little turtle show. Um, he is, I feel bad for him. <laughs> but I, uh, no, absolutely. Like everything that he had to like like defend himself against her i was like yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) but like i a lot of my favorite parts were more like sound bits that i forgot to ask you to oh i should have clipped them yeah Mm -hmm. but um one of my favorite parts is uh when he asked her to climb the tree and cut the body down he's like i might know this man (laughs) and then he the body falls and he looks at the face and he says it in in the best way possible he just i do not know this man (laughs) (laughs) and i love the whole interactions that go on with that body after that where it becomes like this thing to be bartered with you know like it's it's a it's a human body it's worth something to somebody along the way we That's, see it get offhanded traded multiple times yeah it's pretty good um <laughs> there's another part that i love as well and it's with matt damon's character uh labeef mm-hmm. and um should we start calling shia labeef yes shia <laughs> labeef um but he gets hurt uh-huh. Uh, it's when he's dragged by the horses, <laughs> you know, and then they they're trying to help him. He's like, "Are you all right?" And he's like, "I am severely injured." <laughs> and he's like, and he says, "My leg hurts." <laughs> God damn it! I'm gonna look up the synopsis just so we can get a little handle on what this movie's even no, about. No, well, here I can see I can see the synopsis. Okay, go ahead. For, no. So a guy dies. <laughs> Yeah. No. A, a girl hires, or, you know, or attempts to hire two uh, outlaws to, or you know, or hired guns to. They're avenge. U.S. marshals. Yeah. She tries to hire one of them. She yeah. She hires a U.S. marshal to hunt down the man who was accused of killing her father, yeah. and so, but with the requirements of being able to tag along and that he be tried. In the state that no, she wants to kill him herself. Well, in that she doesn't want to kill him herself because she... Labeef wants him for different crimes mm-hmm. and for him to in be Texas. tried in Texas because he's a Texas Ranger. All right, guns up. Um, so some <laughs> yeah, criticism. Bunch of Texans here, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we were all born in Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what some criticism I've been seeing a lot of Matt Damon lately is that he is. I, I don't know. People hate him for some reason. And I think it's because all of his good roles are where he plays unlikable, dumb people like in Interstellar or even this movie, for instance, like he kind of gives like us Texas boys who are nice and tough mm-hmm. a bad rep. The I'm Departed. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. You know? Oh, yeah. The Departed, too. Yeah. He's Matt Damon, Texas Ranger. Yeah, I know. No, he, he you're right. He is always kind of best when he's the person you're kind of not rooting for yeah. mm-hmm. throughout the entire stories when it seems he shines. That sucks. Yeah. That's like a that that's a, that those are your some of your most iconic roles is when you're the anti kind of hero. But because that's just it. He's not really the villain. He's just the person who has like the lesser I mean, ideals, he's, he's you the, know? he is a villain in Interstellar. Mm-hmm. He is and a villain in, in The Departed. departed in but in, in this movie, he is 
a punchline. Yeah. He is the braggadocious kind of guy that's just always shown up uh, every time Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. does the same thing, you know? And I, I like it. I love it because it's it's the perfect role for him to play. Like, when you see him on the poster, you're like, right, also Matt Damon's in this movie. Mm-hmm. But he plays the part perfectly. Yeah, the posturing and stuff. Yeah. He's just so mm-hmm. naturally good at, like, being someone who has to, like, puff out their chest and, like, yeah. feel like they need to be the toughest man in the room at all times. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and so I to really, really uh, love Matt Damon. Oh, well, I love him in this movie. But, sure. and, and I think they did a great job of kind of making you bounce back and forth between who you have greater faith in between Cogburn and Labeef. Because oh, there definitely are times where you're like, well, obviously Cogburn's the professional. and then there, But then there's several moments throughout this movie where you're like, well, shit, no, Labeef is obviously kind of the one that's being the more rational mm-hmm. and smart thinking bounty hunter in this instance. And it's because he's obviously been at it for so much longer. It's such a more, it's so much closer to the chest for him you know he's like not even in the state he belongs to and has come all this way hunting this person where yeah. i mean obviously it's very emotionally well, it just all takes place in arkansas yeah yeah of course it's very emotionally important to maddie ross but what is it to fucking rooster cogburn you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. it's obviously throughout time it becomes more important to him but in the start you know i think that labeef is probably the more compassionate or focused hunter of the two in a way yeah. you know so, so do you remember how she found him who Rooster, how Maddie found Rooster. Oh, yes, the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Is and, that what you're talking about? Yeah. And so that uh, dispute was about um, the reason he was in the courtroom was because he <laughs> shot the two brothers, two suspects, yeah, mm-hmm. that had uh, supposedly stolen, allegedly stolen $120. Right. Right. After killing uh, an old man, right? Mm-hmm. I believe right, so. Like yeah. a farm owner. So I looked it up and uh, $120. Back then, it's worth roughly two thousand seven hundred eighty-eight. So wow, almost three thousand dollars. Oh man, is what they stole essentially. That's allegedly, I mean, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that scene a lot. Um, I think it showed, you know, how Cogburn. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! They say the name of this movie too much in this movie. I agree. She gets to say it. Uh, yeah. Time. <laughs> um. <laughs> but anyway it shows no it just shows how what kind yeah. of man he is where mm-hmm. he he doesn't put up with any of the bullshit he's just gonna go right in yeah. and do what he needs to you do you threaten my life i'm gonna shoot you there's yeah. no, nothing in between those two thoughts you know? yeah i was trying to figure out the meaning or the the reason why um it mattered at all where the body was when he shot him and the arm of the body was in the fire do you remember them? I think it was about more that? proving that the story he was telling couldn't be accurate. Oh, that he yeah. was obviously lying about the details of how it was because or it he was, was just drunk. Yeah, uh, it was just blatantly just showing that he he wasn't recollecting accurately. Right. Yeah. Um, those lawyers. That's what fucking lawyers do. <laughs> they were both lawyers. I thought were stellar actors. Most yeah, of the actors definitely. in this movie, mm-hmm. fucking awesome. I love the way this movie was portrayed in, in that sense. Every actor did a great yeah, job. Every, everybody was really firing on all cylinders, you know, and uh, blowing their loads, you know, at <laughs> their performances. Yeah. But from there, uh, Maddie Ross, Haley Steinfeld's character, goes to Cogburn and offers him $50 right. to go out and look for her daddy's killer. Because that's the whole reason she's still here in town mm-hmm. is because she has unfinished business. Yeah, her mom is too hysterical over the death of her father to do anything. So her at 14 has to be the, the business person, you know what I mean? To come yeah. into town and, and deal with her dad's affairs. For a hundred. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So when mm-hmm. they finally make their, their uh, 
I guess their bargain or or whatever. Uh, he says it has to be 150 up front. You know. Yeah. And so uh, I like that 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 happened in the back of the Chinese grocery. Yeah. And he's like these. These damn ducks, you know, <laughs> just like ducking underneath them. They're I'd all be hanging them. in the ceiling. <laughs> Dude, duck is so good. And greasy, greasy bird. So but good. I think he ended up doing it for only $50. Well, I think yeah. he ended up doing it for, for no money yeah. at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. For his life. Or maybe I mean, she did leave the money. Yeah, you're right. It was just the $50. Yeah, you're right. Well, she leaves the $50 up front, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> the next morning she goes back there to ride with him and he's been gone. And uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, such good writing too. And you know what I mean. And it's something that's like kind of obviously what he would have done. But I think even us as an audience is kind of perfectly stooped. Where it's like, oh fuck, they just obviously left without her. Yeah, is <laughs> when it happened. I was like, oh, oh shit, no. no. And like it's like when it's happening, you're like, obvious. Even as her, it's like obviously that's what they would have fucking done. Yeah. Um, I love whenever we first meet Labeef. Mm-hmm. He is out on the porch of the of the inn smoking his pipe. Um, and then he. She wakes up with him in the her room. room, the room that she's sharing with Grandma uh, Western. Oh my God. I don't know. Snores, Granny snores. Gra- yeah, Granny snores a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and he is already putting on his airs of like how important and tough he is, and and what he's doing. Some spurs, the clink. Yeah, clink. he's wearing all his bells and whistles. That's mm-hmm. the whole fucking thing. He's like peacocking. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. With all his tassels and everything. His, his pipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just smoking in a room. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good. It's it's a good look at these characters where, um, you know, like the, the Coen brothers, they could have done this movie and they could have done it as like Western as possible. But I feel like they added in a little bit of cartooniness to it mm-hmm. to make it more approachable for us as viewers or or just eat, more fun to, to kind of consume at all, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think this movie is the perfect balance of their two great talents, which is like very yeah, exactly serious country or just ridiculously quirky country like uh, Buster Scruggs. Mm. This has the humor like perfectly peppered in, but still keeps that levity of like seriousness that it never falls off the tracks of being like too goofy where it feels unreal and, yeah. you know, versus maybe surreal, you know. Yeah, so I think I would say to that. And I think it, it dances that line pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um fucking when she finally makes it to the river oh my god and the, the, the ferry man yeah. the ferry man has already been paid to like lead her back to town and and he has a, a train ticket for her and everything she's riding on little blackie the fucking horse <laughs> yeah um, my own, well a little bit of beef uh, you know that i would have had with that scene is just that if that horse went into the water and realized it was that deep it would just turn around and go right back to the short and started at it wouldn't make the effort to get yeah. all well, the way across to the other well, side kenny i uh sorry to tell you it, it did, it. did it. Yeah. <laughs> i mean he's not wrong I mean, it did it but it wouldn't have but like i love i love that that happened because it really shows you how like brave and yeah yeah she is and and like because she could have gone in there and her and that horse could have fucking drowned mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah she like, had no idea how deep it was exactly so she just jumps in which is kind of hilarious to me because like as an adult i wouldn't do that no <laughs> but like you drown your horse this child did it she did it, you know. I was what I terrified mean? the and whole so, time. Like, yeah, like straight up, I was like, "Is this horse about to drown?" And then the fact that they just like stand there and watch her, like mm-hmm. sit, I mean, sit there on their horses and yeah. watch her do <laughs> it. Does the horse like, die? Fuck. in <laughs> I love every time Cogburn is trying to light his cigarette because you just see him like patting his stomach, looking for the matches. Yeah. 
And so that's what he does like the whole time yeah. she's like in the water. <laughs> does the horse drown in true get grit? True, 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 true grits. Uh, that's no, some right for breakfast this morning. Some true grits. I yeah. love some grits, man. Yeah. Uh, I fucking and, hate grits. To be yeah, completely honest, y'all like grits? No. I've never had it. Oh, God. It's fucking gross. It's not breakfast food choice. What is choice. It's like mushy rice. I don't know. It's like an oh, it's like oatmeal, but not oatmeal. Both those things are gross, in my opinion. You like I've oatmeal? I've never heard of oatmeal. No. Dude, just keep avoiding these awful. Foods. I like oatmeal. <laughs> eat eggs. Eat toast. Eat 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 good breakfast foods. Okay, I like not oatmeal. All the, not, yeah. Do you put like cinnamon in it? Yeah, cinnamon and sugar. Do you put berries? No, I'm not a child. No, that's not oh, childish. Berries are only for children. This is yes. breaking news. I'd say strawberries are for children i don't need <laughs> colors to eat it blueberries are for adults oh okay only i actually only. love strawberries <laughs> so i guess i am a child i love i love your new food rules where you're like no grits no more don't they're, eat them they're gross just because they're gross to me everyone has to think they're gross dude it's like it's like it's like baby food that's actually a good comparison so so what do you guys think of the name Lucky Ned Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the oh, fucking I names. Is, isn't it, the actor's name is really Barry Pep? No, it's yeah. Barry Pepper. <laughs> oh it, my God, they're the Pepper Brothers. So Barry he Pepper plays his brother Ned from, from the Green Mile. So, yeah, no, exactly. He plays Larry or Lucky Ned Pepper. He got his own last name. That's fun. Yeah, that's cool. I can't believe his name is Barry but, Pep. I love it's not <laughs> the first time that I put that up there as a joke. The first time they say their name. Uh-huh. It will say his name. They say Lucky Ned Pepper and his gang. Mm-hmm. And I was just thought, dude, that's the name of my next bat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, anyway, they, anyway, they, so she <laughs> makes it across the river. Yeah. Some fucking how. Right. And that I'll, shows that she's got. We can tr- watch it right now. She's got true grit. She did it. it. Not yeah. somehow. Well, the horse did it. She she got there on a hope and a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't do shit. Go black. Yeah. Go go horsey. Yep. Um, and then they ride off, and fucking Cogburn just tells stories the whole time. <laughs> oh, but before that, we get a very awkward scene where Matt Damon oh. spanks her. Oh, yeah, we that's do right. Get the spanking scene. That's right. Yeah, for some reason, uh, they really wanted to paint Labeef as to where he wanted to steal a kiss. Yeah. When he first, like, as a pedophile. Oh, yeah. yeah when he first sees he her should... in the bed. Yeah. And then uh, he also wants to spank her. Which is once again playing into his buffoonery yeah. that we're supposed to take of him, where he's 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 someone who wants to be an authority figure but doesn't come off as one actually, right? Yeah. Um, and so then they write off. Uh, I don't remember the series of events that allows Labeef and Cogburn to kind of go separate ways. Do you guys remember? I think it's he just keeps kind of jabbing at him about her and the fact that she kind of has like a level of control over him and he's like i'm done listening to your fucking mouth you're talking all this shit so get the fuck out of here he also says something about like they about somebody he used to like work with in like a certain company like in the war during the war he just talks too much that's right that's right so he was like you don't fucking know him and so they start arguing and shit like that. It's like, I don't want to hear right. shit out yeah. of your mouth anymore. We'll do our own shit. Get out of here. So they were probably both in the Confederacy, mm-hmm. as, as far yes. as we can take it. And so, yeah, Jeff Bridges is obviously... I think it's the opposite. I think they both fought for the North. No. no. Okay. Yeah, no. I couldn't at, okay. at the end, they talk about Jeff Bridges... He was buried in a Confederate... Yeah, a con- oh, Confederate okay. cemetery. Fair enough. Yeah. And so they, they're talking about the generals that they worked with or whatever, and Jeff Bridges is like, nah, you couldn't have possibly worked with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they fight, and then he runs off. Um, and then we see them, it's nighttime, and we see Quincy and Moon. 
they're held up in that house. Oh no! First, the hanged man. The yeah. hanged man happens. That's when that happens. They trade the, the or they give the body to the, the Native, Native American, American man. It never says a word. I like that they play that joke several times throughout mm-hmm. this movie. Is the quiet native? Oh, that was one of the even <laughs> things early on that actually made us laugh. Was the early hanging scene yeah, where exactly. we see the first two guys get the guys like, "Well, I'd like to just say," and they just cover his yeah. head and then hang him while he's still singing. It's like that's so accurate to how they would have treated Honest, their people yeah. at that point in time. Where it's like, "You, you don't matter." Yeah, uh, that's the trope I'm talking about. The silent yeah. native. He, we give him the opportunity. Never mind. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. So uh. <laughs> He had told the native if he saw someone following them to uh, light up, a, like to shoot a shot into the yeah. air. And so they hear it and they're like, okay, we'll wait here then. And it starts snowing. And we get the fucking medicine man. Yes. <laughs> the, the bear The man. dentist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I loved this scene so much. This is where I was, what I mean whenever I'm talking about like the Coen brothers bring that level of surrealism. Because- mm-hmm. To talk on another Coen Brother movie that we did on this podcast, fucking Lewin Davis, mm-hmm. the whole car ride with fucking uh, uh, John Goodman in the back of the seat, the back seat, like that's what this character nonsense. was. That's you know what I mean? this, that, that, yeah. that moment of like, look at the craziest person that could have existed right here yeah. in this moment. You know. <laughs> so I wrote down his name. His name is Forrester. Yes, Forrester. Forrester the Bear Man. Yeah. How, what do you guys attribute to this level of surrealism that the Coen brothers probably bring to every single one of their movies? What do you think what do you think it's trying to say? Where where do you think this comes from? I think they're like weird history buffs who have like read too much shit about time from this time period and like people from this time period that was supposedly or you know realistically maybe did exist and they're like we I, we want to pepper these weird fucking mm-hmm. things that did exist into our movies in these surreal ways because how else would you react to a bear man that's like hey you want to buy some teeth you know what i mean it's like no his opposite he's like i got all the things i need from the body we can barter for the rest <laughs> and honestly i could very much imagine that he maybe he is a dentist uh-huh. and he is really trying to do research. Absolutely. And this is the only way he can because yeah. he was raised by bears <laughs> that he slaughtered and took their fur or skin, their pelt. You know, yeah. Christoph Waltz and Django drives around in a, you know, uh, tooth cart at the beginning of that movie with a kind of a similar ideology of being oh. like a, de- a traveling dentist. You know what I mean? Is he so, a dentist in that movie? In the yes, <laughs> oh. have you seen that movie? I have, but I don't remember very oh. much. Well, I mean, I think he—it's just like the—it's the like facade. A, the facade, yeah, mm-hmm. so he can get around and seem legitimate while he's just bounty hunting. Yeah. Okay, that just makes not sense. trying to spoil. Yeah, <laughs> not really spoilers. But. but shortly after that is when they get up to the the cabin. Yes, and that's where uh, Quincy and the, his, uh, I guess, boy toy Moon <laughs> are living. Is um, that what that was? I don't know. It's the it's the it's the redheaded guy from Star Wars. Yes, Domhnall Glace. Okay. Oh That's my god, yeah, that is him. Yeah. So he's an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. To Ex see him play him here in Ex Machina, yes, in fucking Star Wars, mm-hmm. vastly different roles, vastly different accents. Right. He's a, he's an Irish he's man Irish. or a Scottish man, yeah, you know. Irish. And so it's just it's dope. That he's such a good actor, and exactly to bring like a, to such a so much to a, uh, like a role that this is, which is exactly kind of like a sniveling, yeah, exactly like man servant person yeah. <laughs> partner thing. Because yeah. like what? Uh, what is their relationship? Yeah, Cogburn knew Quincy. <laughs> yeah, and Cogburn had mentioned other boys that Quincy had worked with, mm-hmm. right? 
and then he's like, he doesn't know this new boy. And so it's like implying something. There's there. a yeah, there's a normality of age difference between him and his partners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's just kind of weird. Uh but like, look who's talking. You got a 14-year-old girl here, boy. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know why I looked over there. Yeah. Like, like you were pointing at somebody. I was like, Are you talking to Ian? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah. Maddie Ross. Okay. Uh when mm. we come back, we'll finish talking about uh Quincy and his moon boy. <laughs> Barack Obama. It will almost be an honor to kill you. Oh, I can't find it. Where is it? No. <laughs> no. You know, I think Barack he, Obama. No. You know, I think he feels that way. Hmm. I think he brought the potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> Barack Obama did? No, fucking oh, Gorilla, Gorilla Grodd Gra did. He's like, damn it, Barack Obama. No one's eating my potato salad. You told him not to. Do not fucking hate do, do not be the pe uh, salad. potato salad person tomato salad yeah if somebody gets sick they, they blame the potato salad <laughs> it's the mayonnaise obama <laughs> brock do you believe i didn't know these people were in true grit Lizard from shit. 2010 Fuck. okay all right there um, we go we're feeling the button <laughs> <laughs> I told Ian he wasn't using enough buttons, so yeah. we're just we're, we're we're burning through them. You're just oh, pressing man. all my buttons. <laughs> You're an alcoholic. Um, so let's yeah. talk about True Grit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking, what are we talking about Moon Boy and yeah, uh, Lava Moon, Girl. Yes, Moon Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Moon is <laughs> spilling all the beans because he got shot in the leg. Which, oh, first of all, Maddie gets on the roof and fucking smokes them in. I yeah, I don't know why, but I must have seen that at some point and somewhere, but it was a brand new idea again seeing this movie. I was like, oh, that's a brilliant Cover idea. Cover the chimney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plug up the chimney. Um, and so they keep, throughout this movie, they all constantly are like, oh, we got 50 rangers out here, you know? <laughs> when it's just the two of them. Mm -hmm. um, and occasionally Labeef. Um, but can you imagine uh, the asshole that was like, there's no way, and then walked out to 50 people yeah. at one time. They actually had the army they were promising. <laughs> uh, but Cogburn shoots into the, the shack, mm -hmm. shooting Moon in the leg, and so now they have leverage. Right. They're like, hey, I can take your kid to the to the nearest dock if you give me the, the news I'm looking mm -hmm. for, which they're looking for Lucky Ned Pepper. It's, right. It seems that Tom Chaney, the man who killed uh, Haley Steinfeld's father, Matty Ross, her father, um, is bunked up with um, this old Lucky Ned Pepper Lucky and Ned the gang. Pepper. Yeah, yeah, and, and forget you can't forget and in Native American territory, which is kind of like the true Wild West left mm. at this point. So it's like really un, you know, un uh, yeah. policed to area for you sure, know? for sure. <laughs> um, and so he's using the wound as as leverage, and Moon falls for the bait and spills all the beans about Lucky Ned and how they're coming right now to get. He was young and full of beans. You know? Oh man! Well, he was trying. <laughs> he was trying to spill the beans yeah. until Quincy told him not to, and then attacked him. I wonder if I still have that button. Wario. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and then what happens is uh, Quincy decides to take out a knife and sh or stab fucking Moon in the neck oh, fuck, and yeah. in the chest. He's like, "Shut up!" Yeah. Well, he he's 
fucking swings down and cuts off like three oh, of his, his fingers. Oh, he cuts his hand And off. then he stabs him. Yeah. And then that's when uh, uh, Cogburn stands up and shoots Quincy in the head, which is some of the best action in this movie, I think. Oh, dude. And it looks so good. Like, it everything does. looks so good. And it shows yeah. their ability to, like, change tonality and pace mm-hmm. in an instant and have it be still all feel exactly how it's supposed to feel, you yeah. know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that goes from being so comical when they're like all arguing from inside the cabin and outside the cabin to kind of like intense as we're getting the information from moon to just like pure action packed once the fingers are being cut and the knife is going in it's like exactly. oh my god what am i yeah. watching the fucking kingsman right now you know? i had to rewind it i was like oh i'm i want to see this all again because yeah. it just happened <laughs> yeah. so fucking fast mm-hmm. um and it was good uh and then from there they get to leverage they get to higher ground and they see a scout coming and the scout turns out to be Labeef. And Labeef is kind of like, uh, Ding what? dong Damon. Yeah. <laughs> he just stumbles upon this shack yeah, and the he's same like, way they did. Yep. He's like, uh-oh, something happened here. And then sure enough, Lucky Ned and the gang roll up. And um, from there, they drag <laughs> Labeef around. I was thinking when I first saw this scene, I thought Labeef was going to suddenly show off how like capable he was yeah and i thought he was gonna be like quick draw like knock them all over yeah, or at least take a few out before being apprehended himself exactly yeah i was i was either thinking it was gonna be that or he dies straight yeah. up like just kill him yeah just yeah. yeah and i like the outcome we got better which is he is still a buffoon yeah he's dragged around bit through part of his tongue knocked out some or loosened some of his teeth Fucking Jumper just shoves the whole hand in his mouth. They're like, what the fuck are you Dude, doing? Dude, it was fucking hilarious because he was like, hey, do you want me to just rip it off or leave it to here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just rip it yeah, off. It's like, all well, right. Go, we'll stitch it up. <laughs> you can't stitch his tongue. <laughs> you can't stitch his tongue. I'll just rip it off. It's no big deal. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, at some point somewhere, it's never really said, but someone shot Matt Damon through the shoulder, Labeef through the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, so his arm's kind of, not fully in use throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the movie. Um, whatchamacallit, from the, the leverage point above, Cogburn takes out a couple of guys, but... Loses the ones that matter. Right, <laughs> yeah, and they get away. Um, I thought this scene was dope. Mm-hmm. It once again shows Labeef's buffoonery and then Cogburn's capability. Yeah, everybody mm. perfectly falls into their roles in every scene. There's not anything that ever feels like exactly anyone kind of rises above themselves. We They keep mm. these character types that were given early on pretty much consistently throughout it. Exactly. Uh, Labeef being kind of the buffoon, like I like right. that word for it, and kind of comedic fall downward. Then we have to have Jeff Bridges come in in his own even comedic way be the successful one, you right. know, because he's also like missing shots and probably is the one who shot Matt Damon through the shoulder. You right. know? <laughs> so it's showing that he's not necessarily like a buffoon, but is just like too drunk or like, you know, right. You know, uh, and so this handicapping is where, himself. This is where the, the leadership or, or the, the capability mm-hmm. swaps because that night they stay in the cabin and he talks about in, in an earlier scene, Cogburn, that every liquor that he drinks has been confiscated because he doesn't have money to spend on liquor to begin with. Mm-hmm. And while they're riding away the next morning, Labeef's like, I don't think he slept. And all he did all night was drink. Right. And so this makes Cogburn now incapable of doing the rest of the job. And they lose the trail. It goes cold. They end up at a, a rainy cave. Mm-hmm. And... um. Cogburn taps out, basically. 
He's like, take the girl. I'm done. Yeah, we no idea where we're going. We're wandering around aimlessly. Yeah. Yeah. And before that, um, while they're on the trail, after um, after LeBeef tells uh, Maddie that Rooster is like a drunk and yeah. hasn't slept all night. Right. The he, shooting contest. He challenged him essentially to a shooting contest. Cornbread. Well, he, yeah. he, he more just calls him out. Yeah. And then Rooster's big fucking ego is like, oh no, now we have to now we have to have a contest, you yeah. know. Um, this scene was hard for me to keep up with. Like, mm-hmm. which shots were actually made? Yeah, which who did it? Yeah, cornbread was it? not a good accurate. Yeah, yeah, because like the cornbread was already was... in pieces by the time it was in the air. And I think that's yeah. kind of the point because they even argue he's like, well, I hit it. He's like, No, I. What are you talking about? I hit it. What are you...? And yeah. so I think the whole, there's meant to be a confusion of like exactly he's like throwing up a completely inaccurate or unreliable target in the exactly. first place <laughs> yeah you might be right because then the last one he's like i'm only shooting cogburn and then Labeef puts his gun in the holster and then he throws the bread and his jacket gets all looped <laughs> over his head and he just shoots at nothing and then it's unresolved yeah. and we're like i don't know who's the better shot anymore yeah <laughs> it's kind of the perfect resolve of it exactly there is no resolve yeah one of them is an injured man and one of them is a fucked up man yeah (laughs) um yeah so then they the uh cogburn calls it off he's like no more um and then where does it go from there labeef leaves Mm -hmm. again this is the they lose we we lose the beef yeah we just keep losing the beef Oh, that's right. The next morning, Maddie finally, or he, she goes down to the river to get water, and she sees Josh Tom Brolin's Chaney. character, Tom Chaney. He goes by several names. Right. Yeah. But I guess Chaney is the most known one because Ned Pepper calls him Chaney, mm-hmm. or Tom. Um, he's watering the horses at the same river. Mm-hmm. And it was here where Josh Brolin's character was very like, oh, I know you, you know, and he didn't seem intimidating. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem like he was very comparable. I was like, I, cause I'd, I'd only ever known this movie from the cover and from the trailer that I saw, you know, fucking 10, 11, 12 years ago at this point. Um, and the cover has all four of them on it. Josh Brolin, Matt Damon, Jeff Bridges, all four of them. And so I was like thinking possibly that Tom Chaney was, um, what's the word? Um, <laughs> bag of chips. Um, he was falsely accused. I thought he didn't do it because I mean, if he did kill this man, seeing her, his daughter, you think he'd be like, "Oh, that's not a person who'd be happy to see me right, right. now." And so I thought that they were gonna somehow become the unlikely four and find the last guy who did. Actually he'd be like, do it. "No, it was Lucky Ned Pepper," yeah. you know, or something like that. Yeah, I'm hunting him down myself. You yeah, know, kind of something. <laughs> He, we, I, I, I was kind of put off by his acting when we first initially get to him because exactly he comes off so friendly. I was like, is he like not all there? All there? I was yeah. like, dang, maybe that was more of the the circumstances of it. Is exactly is he like a Lenny kind of situation from like a Mice and Men where he's yeah. like unintentionally, it's like unintentional murder. You know, he's just not intelligent enough to even understand what he accidentally did, or you know, yeah. Um, so I was kind of put off by exactly the friendliness, but I think it's even one of those things that have like. You don't even think about the consequences of your actions in the way of ours. And he could have been so drunk when he did it. It's not something he's like really thinking about in a sober moment. You know, you're just like, oh, hey, I know that girl. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is she doing way out here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think to compare this to the only other Western, well, except for Rango, mm-hmm. the only other Western that we've the covered. The best Western. <laughs> oh, I've been there before. Yeah, right. I've stayed at the best Western yeah. before. Um, Unforgiven. Yes, Unforgiven. The original 1992 Unforgiven. 
much like this movie, they're both kind of gray-ish, where the hero's not necessarily a hero, um, where the villain isn't necessarily a villain-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Because, like, Lucky Ned Pepper seems to be an all right guy as well he just looks ugly and has done bad yeah, stuff yeah. but he so seems, has cogburn yeah. you know he seems like kind of a cool guy to be honest like <laughs> i know like maybe a guy to hang out with because he was like good. don't you hurt that girl oh god damn yeah. i just punched this but yeah he was like don't you hurt that girl tom <laughs> or i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. put a boot in your i'm a real numbers. mad at you yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'll be very disappointed <laughs> <laughs> yeah Didn't play anything yeah. oh <laughs> oh, but uh, Maddie actually pulls out a gun. Yes, on on uh, Tom, Cheney. Tom Cheney, and he's like, "You're you're not gonna fucking shoot me. The gun's not even cocked." And she's like, "Oh yeah, you're right." So she cocks the gun, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All the way, yeah, all the way." So she's like, "Oh okay," and then <laughs> she fucking shoots him. Yeah, yeah. she hits and him in, like it, the leg, right? No, it like bounces off his rib or something. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, it hits him in the... Yeah, I think she just clips, like, the side yeah. of him or something. Well, because he's complaining later. He's like, oh, she broke my rib. Yeah. And I'm like, did it hit him? Like... I mean, the, what I can believe is that the gun she's using is probably very old and hadn't been oh. fired a lot. And even the bullet that was in the chamber had probably been resting in it for a long time. So it could have built up like debris. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, like, an old bullet that probably broke apart in midair and, like, only, you know, a part of it maybe scraped him or something. It's very plausible. And with, then... With the lack of technology and guns. Back she, then. And she fell back, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, and kicks uh, her ass to the yeah, floor. And it knocks her into the river, which I'm assuming is why her gun didn't fire again. Because yeah. the yeah. gunpowder got wet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then from there, the... I don't know the brothers' names, but they're... One of them's Harold, who does all the animal Oh, noise oh and Kumar. God damn it. <laughs> We're just we're just vibing today. <laughs> um, there's other heralds than that one, but um, <laughs> the duck. Yeah, Harold the duck. Oh uh, no, but Harold does all the animal noises throughout the movie. He doesn't uh-huh. say a word except for animal noises, and I thought that, that he does all the rooster cool. noises. Yeah, he's like, I um, know you were hanging out with Rooster. Yeah, the, <laughs> those boys and Rooster have a gunfight across the river. A hilarious gunfight. Yes, he's like, kill the girl. I don't care. <laughs> While Cheney uh, kidnaps Maddie Ross and they uh, take her up to the cliff, like um, yeah, like they're on a ridge. Yeah, um, this is where we're drawing towards the end of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And so, at some point, unshown, Labeef. That's another thing that this movie does that I paraded on. It has focal on Maddie Ross the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, we're seeing it from her point of view, even, yeah. you know, narrated from mm-hmm. her point of view, which we hadn't kind of mentioned to this point, is that we do get these overarching narration from her, obviously, older characters. So that's one of those things that, you know, it's like bulletproof writing in the sense that we know she's not going right. to die at any yeah. of these events. We know she's going to make it through the story because we're hearing her adult version tell it. So right. she's either a freaking angel oh, telling, yeah, we, telling yeah. her tale or she has we made it to adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. We might be in heaven. This is God hearing her story. Um, <laughs> as, as an old person, sometimes. I've been watching um, over Rooster his whole life. <laughs> but they uh, basically negotiate with Rooster if you leave, if we see you leaving over that ridge mm-hmm. later on, uh, we'll let her live. Yeah. You know, we won't harm her. And so they do see him leaving with uh, his horse and little Blackie. Little Blackie, yeah. Um, and uh, they both fire gunshots. Yes. To signal mm-hmm. that the deal has been. Yes, the, exactly. And so that's actually what brought Labeef. 
Yes. No, Labeef heard the river shot. The river gunshot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She he heard Maddie's gun. Oh, her that's dad right. Go, her dad's and gun. And he probably went to Rooster. And yeah, he, he came one. towards yeah. the river. Rooster must have convened with him, him exactly. at some point and told them the plan. That you go back up to the ridge, save Maddie. I will deal with yeah. the You're lucky. the ace in the hole. You're our unknown element. Yeah, Lucky Ned and I will have our, our duel in the dust. Yeah, because we hear that story earlier on where he faced down like seven men or something horseback, mm-hmm. and it's all about intimidation. You know, it doesn't matter how many are riding verses as long as you look like the scariest thing wielding guns. Men yeah. will run for their own. You know, men will think of their own lives when bullets are flying past them. It's exactly. like, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he said I, I put... Um, the fucking what oh, the, yeah, the, the reins, reins in, in my mouth and grab both my pistols. Yeah, they leave Cheney up there with, with Maddie. Maddie, and that's where Labeef comes in just in time while Cheney's trying to kill her. He's like, yes. Oh, cool, yeah. killer, choker. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it further proves that Cheney is um, an idiot mm-hmm. um, because he's told explicitly not to kill the girl, and so he decides to kill the girl. Well, yeah, she yeah. knows. The, the truth, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and obviously it's hell-bent on him being prosecuted for the crimes of killing his father. You know, if she keeps her alive, she's going to just keep coming after him. So he's like, fuck it. She, oh, she choked on a... A rock. A, a rock, yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> she was eating rocks. Crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but like, you you can really see that he's not the most intelligent man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they really did a good job with that, especially when you see his thought process because he said, he's very vocal about his thought process. Yes. And so as soon as Lucky Ned Pepper and everybody else leave, he just starts vocalizing all his feelings and what he thinks is going to happen. Yeah, he's like pseudo about to cry like mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. He's so frustrated and stupid. And it's like, <laughs> okay. I um, feel like that would be in me in the Wild West. Like, why is everything so hard here? <laughs> <laughs> like, he just doesn't have critical thinking skills. You know what I mean? It's it's weird that they paint Cheney to be such, like the big bad throughout mm-hmm. all. He's, he's evaded all these law enforcements this whole time. He's gone by all these different names. And he's a bumbling guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a dumb me um it's cool he's a fuck up he is a fuck up it's cool but also i kind of wish there was more movie to kind of paint the rest of josh brolin playing this man or even lucky ned having to deal with him you know i don't know i feel like there's a lot like why would a gang take this man who's obviously high risk on he's not exactly he's not the, but i guess they would probably done anything, paid them yeah for a hired gun or i mean he's just someone who's willing to do you know oh, whatever put himself in between you and a yeah. bullet you know yeah uh this movie made me want to play red dead redemption <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah uh labeef goes up there saves he, the day he uh bats him over the head with the end of his rifle and then he takes a shot down towards Cogburn to save Cogburn's life. This scene where Cogburn charges at Lucky Ned and, and the handsome boys, Man, I'll call them. Um, he, he's got the rain in his mouth. He's shooting mm-hmm. both guns and it's dope. I love this scene. It's a beautiful scene. Yeah. It, it was done really, really well. Yeah. Um, he shoots the animal noise man, Harold. Um, rest in peace, Harold. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Harold. <laughs> Sad death in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, I guess 
they've both oh uh fucking what's his face is cogburn's horse dies and is like on top of cogburn yeah it crushes yeah. his leg basically trapping him right? yeah um and fucking ned pepper comes up and he's bleeding from somewhere and he's basically admitting admitting defeat here yeah. as well but he's gonna take cogburn with him yeah right. oh i'm all shot up i'm yeah. gonna die but you're coming yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly I don't know why I like Ned Pepper so yeah. much. No, I think it's because of all the acting is done so incredibly well. Like yeah. you said, everybody really fell into these roles. And I feel but like he has like a moral center. Also. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. We're like, once the deal is done, he doesn't just kill Maddie. You yeah. know, he's like, you better take care of that girl. You know, it's like, and like he sits down to speak with Maddie, even on top of that, where he's like, what's going on? Why it's, are you here? It's you the know? Coen brothers, beautiful ability to be exactly make it the every you know neither whatever side of the law you're on you're there's compassion you know there's empathetic and compassionate people i mean exactly red dead redemption you're essentially playing as ned pepper's gang throughout yeah. that game and that game's all about the spoilers the, i've oh, never red, played red that dead, game yeah. red dead 2 red ned oh red ned pepper <laughs> red ned pepper redemption <laughs> red ned pepper's redemption <laughs> uh pepeption um <laughs> red ned pepeption <laughs> Anyway, so I mean, exactly. It, that even in the outlaw world, there were these men who were, you know, mm-hmm. especially I have to believe in leadership. It takes a level of like giving shit about people, or else yeah. you'd never have people who'd follow you. you That's know? true. That's true. That's a good call. Um, Labeef takes a what is it like a 400, 500 meter shot? Four hundred yards. yards. Four hundred yeah. yards. Um, killing four football fields, guys. Ned Pepper. Oh wow! Shooting Ned Pepper, killing him, and even he's a little bit like oh. Oh, yeah. whoa. Oh. Yeah. And he, I, this whole time you're like, uh, Josh Brolin's still up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Tom Chaney brings down a rock on Labeef's head, knocking him out. Um, and that's when Maddie grabs the rifle. The Yeah, the sharpshooter. Yeah, the sharpshooter, right. The sharpshooter right. carbine. Carbine. Car- carbine. <laughs> um, and he, uh, what is it? Chaney's like, you're not going to take that shot. And, and Maddie she, does. Yeah. Well, she looks at him and she like, like, like cocks it. She like cocks it completely, and she's like, "I'm ready this time." Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that lesson learned from the yeah. first time. She's like, "I know how to uh, to get the gun ready this time, guy." And um, without your help, <laughs> and he actually tries to intimidate her, and that's when you see even more growth. Where she's like, "Oh no, I'm not even gave you the fucking chance to intimidate me." Yeah, and she just shoots him, which again, she actually didn't learn the lesson, and she should fucking brace herself when right. firing a big gun well, yeah. because it threw her so back. much she can do. <laughs> it threw her back into a pit that everybody pointed out yeah. a hundred times yeah, during don't. the five minutes that they were in that scene. Yeah, don't go near the pit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for that pit. Yeah. Oh, there's like a hundred foot, 150 foot pit right there. Even, everybody even, Cogburn, the pit. even Cogburn on the mountain all the way over on the other side, he's all, watch out for the pit! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you see that pit over there? <laughs> yeah. There's a pit right there. I'm like, gonna name the pit Brad. <laughs> Meet me in the pit. So she fell down, Brad. Yes. <laughs> she fell down, Brad, and they had also talked about guarding yourself while sleeping from the snakes. They mm-hmm. put ropes around them to, like, I guess the snake sees the rope and doesn't try to climb. He's over. like, "Oh, there's already snakes there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on." I think that it was a thing. Yeah, they don't go around them. I don't know what. Yeah. I, I mean, it must be based on some sort of reality, but it's just funny that snakes are like, nah. Nah. No, they <laughs> already got their own snake. It's like, <laughs> it's like the, there's some animals 
or insects and stuff where you can get a marker. Oh, and yeah. Write a circle around them. But I think that's more because of like fumes. Mm-hmm. I think it's lead for some reason, or not lead, the graphite in the pencil. Mm-hmm. If you make the indention yeah. and it's black, for some reason, the, the ants or whatever's on your paper it's, won't It's like it. they think it's a pit. They think it's a. It's oh. a, it's a like it falls straight it's down. It's fall, yeah. I mean, but like they, a, they, they don't watch out for the pit. They don't have perception of like just yeah. distance. Um, but yeah, she falls down the pit. She no, she's tangled up in some vines. She fell down, Brad. She fell down, Brad. Yeah. Um, she think, sees yeah, her... a, a long dead body nearby that has a knife. And as she's ripping or pulling at the body to bring it closer to her, she rips the clothes, and there's snakes inside the body. Fucking snakes. Yeah. I which by the way. Oh, it's the knife. She saw the knife, and that's why she was pulling the body towards her. At this point in the movie, I was like, oh, I forgot this happens to her. And I was thinking that what happens to Mm -hmm. her happens in a very different way (laughs) because I was like, oh, she's going to have to use that knife to get out of this situation. So then when the fact that it's like more of like, oh, no, I've been snake bit kind of turns into the big dilemma. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. That's why the the rest of this movie happens the way that it does. Yeah. Um, Um, Can we take a pause? I have to shit very badly. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It's it's just now coming. Blow that load. Okay. All right. Uh, We'll be right back. Yeah. Dr. Phil. Cut that out. Sorry about this. Ian seems to need to take a quick potty break. <clears throat> okay, so I'm back from shitting. Um, did I tell you guys that I have a, a bidet now? Dang, really? Yeah. How's yeah, that going it. for you? It's, I love it. I haven't been in there. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so now we're back um, and we're <laughs> we're going to finish talking about True Grit. Um, so uh, she gets snake bit. Mm-hmm. Um, at the bottom of Brad. At the bottom of Brad. Uh, Cogburn, <laughs> Rooster Cogburn, uh, cuts an X to suck out some of the venom. Yeah. Um, and this is, in my opinion, where the movie goes from really great to maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. Huh? I fucking hate from this point on... I I can imagine why, but go and on. And it's terrible. The rest of this movie is, in my opinion, uh, the, shit. The worst fourth act you've ever seen? Yeah. It's the worst <laughs> ending to this great movie that could have ever been imagined. Interesting. So... Um, Labeef wakes up and helps them use like a rope pulley system around the tree to bring them back up using mm-hmm. the horse. Um, and then they ride off on Lil Blackie to try and get to a doctor in time to save her. And she's delirious. And they're riding on Lil Blackie through the night. And mm. even before it goes into nighttime. I want to say something real quick. I'm sorry. But when they're in the cave, when mm-hmm. um, when Rooster goes down, he shoots all the snakes. Yeah. How how were they still able to hear, like any oh, of them? True. Oh, it would have been deafening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's very true. Um, but I I did think it was badass that he was shooting yeah. snakes <laughs> <laughs> for Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, but no, they write off, and uh-huh. before it even becomes nighttime, the green screen and all this shit is horrendous. Mm-hmm. It's some of the worst like I've ever seen, yeah. maybe ever. Um, and they ride and they ride, and it becomes even more surreal and he's stabbing his knife into little Blackie's, you know, hinds to keep her, he, him, going. him going. Yeah. And he dies from exhaustion and she's begging. And probably blood loss. <laughs> yeah. And she's like begging like, don't do it, don't do it. And then uh, he shoots little Blackie in the head and then walks holding her the rest of the way there and then can't make it. He's, he's like hyperventilating at this point and he's like fucking, you know, 10 yards away from the house. And so he, he lets off a shot and I guess the doctor comes out and um, saves her, um, and they have to remove her arm. Right. 
She said by the time they had gotten there, her arm had turned black. Yeah. yeah. And so she she wasn't, she came to and Rooster was no longer there. Um, and now we're hearing her older self telling the rest of the story. Um, <clears throat> from there, we see an actor who is not nearly as good or charismatic as Haley Steinfeld now playing this character. And she goes to a circus in a different city to then see Cogburn because now he's a uh, I don't know, a shooting clown in, yeah. the, in, the, circus. in the circus. And they, the two men who run the circus are sorry to inform her that he had died three days prior. Um, and so then she agrees with, I guess, the undertaker to move the body across to the where she to lives. To her own family ser- yeah. cemetery. To have him buried there. Um, because even though she briefly knew him for a moment in her life, it was all that mattered to her. Um, this is dog shit (laughs) from head to toe. This is dog shit. I I feel like it all is probably loyal to the original content. I went and looked back at the 69 version and no, he better died. I looked at the, um, the dates he died at like 80 years old. Yeah. Cause it's all meant to be true grit right so <laughs> so the 69 version uh nice. la helps them up out of the out of brad uh-huh. oh mm-hmm. in the 69 version his name is harold um the not pit. brad yeah okay. it's harold pitt um hmm. good joke but everybody cheer um what about and- the guy in the back of the room oh, okay i just what, want to make sure he liked it too <laughs> what about the guy behind him <laughs> Okay. Damn it, um, Harold. <laughs> I'm going to start calling Brad Pitt the pit. Okay, that's good. I like that. <laughs> okay, so in the 69 version, Labeef helps them out, mm-hmm. and because of his gash on his head, he dies after oh. he helps them out. He passes out. She mourns his death right there, and no. then John Wayne's like, nah, nah, come on, come on. <laughs> and so then they ride off on Lil Blackie. Lil Blackie dies from exhaustion much earlier, mm-hmm. and then... He has like another kind of like pseudo shootout with another carriage and they steal the carriage. They ride it into town. She gets healed all better. She has a sling now. And then they go to uh, fucking Labeef's grave in the snow and John Wayne's still alive. And that's how the original ends. So why they did all of this other nonsense bullshit is beyond me. It's like the echoes of a person through your life, you know. It's like even if you only knew him for a, it's like the Sandlot, you know. I even guess. You Did you feel any time? sympathy, sympathetic feeling for how this movie ended? No. Like where suddenly it's oh, he was a clown and at the end of his life, and he died. He was dumb and died. I feel like if they were gonna do it this way, we should have had more of that established at the beginning of the movie. You know, what I mean, like seeing the main the actress like getting the letter, maybe being like, "Oh, there was a time when this mattered to me." You know, yeah. what I mean, and like a flat, and not just starting in the present time that we're supposed to care about, and then flashing forward all those years and be like, "Well, here I am now, a one armed lady looking for my <laughs> old buddy." You know? And she's like, "I didn't ever didn't marry because fuck you." Yeah, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> snakes you know (laughs) (laughs) fucking snakes every time i'd ever seen a man's penis i thought of the snake (laughs) i always gonna bite me (laughs) so fuck you i got i got a la beef with the whole male kind (laughs) and then how she passes off la beef she's like never heard from him again yeah and it's like okay he's probably old somewhere maybe i I wouldn't mind hearing from an old friend texas ranger he's probably dead can we so i want to rewrite the end of this movie real quick 
little blackie dying fine okay shit fuck mm-hmm. it fine how about at uh, before he even makes it er, the the last thing he does is he takes the shot in the air and he dies from being old and sucking too much of the poison out maybe too much of it went down his throat his just gullet. a little bit yeah. yeah his gullet as they would have called it back then mm, and nice. then instead it's labeef and her mourning his grave in the snow and we don't see old lady Haley steinfeld we don't see no clown circus shit like what the fuck you know what i mean how is that not such a much easier and contained ending like i don't understand why they had to do all this like that was 40 years ago and now i'm an old lady that you guys are just now seeing for the first time why do we need the saving private ryan ending it's the wild (laughs) west show i don't know i think what they were trying to do is to i mean I don't know. Well, I don't know why they would show her older. It's probably mm-hmm. only but like, like three years later. <laughs> when they showed her older to show it, I guess, happen and show who's narrating it. I get, um, we they, didn't have to have a narrator. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but the fact that they pull one in, they had yeah. to do <laughs> They like, had to do. Oh, we did all that narration shit yeah. at the beginning. Now we got to, it's like, we oh, got to pay off. <laughs> yeah. like, no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> no, but see, I, that's something I, that's an element I would happily take out of the movie if I could, is that I, I don't always love a narrator like that because yeah. exactly it makes the character so bulletproof in a mm-hmm. way you know where it's like no matter what we see her go through we know she's going to survive it because we're hearing her talk as an adult right. about these events right yeah so i say nix the narration altogether i just i think it was to show that the cowboy lifestyle was ending and stuff like that oh that's by the true. time she was an adult because he was part of the wild west show yeah you know that yeah. was specifically you know what i mean so he was probably playing cowboy that's true. in the fucking circus. That's a good call. I mean, it's just nonsense. No, I I know exactly. I know what you're where you, I know that you're but trying I can to see like see why they did it. the whole circus. Yeah. I can see why they did that. Um, but no, I mean, and it, I I agree with you that it could have literally been something as simple as literally just flashing forward to a grave being uh, a coffin being lowered into a grave and a, a seeing a tombstone that says Cogburn on it. And yeah. it's just her as an older woman in black standing over it. And then Matt Damon just walk up beside her and then be like, Oh, you know, here we, and then it doesn't even have to be a word spoken. It's just yeah. uh, them being at his funeral mm-hmm. all these years later and then walking away from it and then roll your fucking country music, you know, <laughs> fucking ending, you know, yeah. your fucking Western fucking into score. the sunset score, you know? Hell yeah. Um, I like yeah. how long they had her walking up over the hill for fucking some reason at the end of the movie. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's like the longest credits in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, I was very... Upset with the final part, act of this film. Yeah. Like, everything up to that point, like, I wish they built Lucky Ned and Chaney just a little bit more. Tom mm-hmm. Chaney. Right. Um, that's my only gripe with the good section of this movie. Um, and then the ending, I don't give a single shit. No good. Bye bye. Didn't show enough true grit. <laughs> I just, oh man, like it was such a good movie. Yeah. And then when it turned into this, I was like, is this really for real what they wanted to do? You know, I really don't have too much of a problem with the ending. Yeah. But I can understand why you heard about it. I mean, these yeah. guys are notoriously bad at endings, I think. So they're the oh, Stephen really? King, in my opinion, I think they're the Stephen King of. Uh, movie directors they just can't fucking finish a project they have all these think, great ideas and they don't know how to like just seal the deal how to fucking put the bow on it you know what I, mean? I think fargo's ending is fucking fargo is sick. okay fargo is a is probably their perfect movie yeah. in my opinion that's i mean that that's like a top 10 almost for me so and then that's, this, a, that's a different story. the circular nation or what am i trying to say the 
the nature, the circular nature of uh, Lewin Davis, yeah. I think is yeah. is sick. I think that ending is pretty dope. Um, but I don't remember the ending of Raising Arizona worth a shit. I don't remember. The, <laughs> I've never seen Raising Arizona. I don't remember the ending of uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, see, that was more of something I was thinking of mm. when it came to like a project that was seems like they got to a point they were like, "Well, fuck, what are we gonna do with the last thirty <laughs> minutes of this movie?" And they're like, "Oh, kill that guy." And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, Never talk about this one again. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> do you want to rate this movie? Yeah. Now we have to rate this movie. Um. Fuck, I wish I could do I could do like a, an addendum. Mm-hmm. Like where I could rate this movie, but if we're also considering the ending, which I would like just cut. Well, I'm going to go first. I mean, yeah. I, well, I'm going to give this movie what I think it deserves for me, which is my classic 4.0, yeah. which is basically this Fair is an enough. A-rate movie to me. It's got and it and big part goes to a lot of the acting, um a big, you know, big part in the casting, but even down to like some of the finer details that I think the Coen brothers are so great at, which is like um character design you know the way our characters even look and it's set to the environment they're in and the the surreal characters we get throughout it like forrester the fucking crazy dentist Mm -hmm. bear man you know so i think they've just always been very in tune with the west i think it's where they kind of really shine in their creativity when it comes to their Mm -hmm. movies and so i don't think this is their best but i definitely think this is one of their better films that they've put out there in the world you know so so, I would go ahead and say uh, I'm going to give it a 3.8 for mine. Um, I actually rated this right after I watched the movie. Oh, you had and written like, it down for yourself. Yeah, like as an initial rating to see if my rating would change. But I, I think that's an appropriate rating. I think and, so too. And as much as like I'm not really the type of person to watch these kinds of movies, I really did enjoy it a yeah. lot. Um, but I loved, again... The humor, um, Maddie Ross or yeah. Haley Haley Steinfeld, because of Kate Bishop. Yeah, so I guess because I'm becoming such a stand for her. Yeah, that I that might have helped a mm-hmm. lot for me to watch this movie <laughs> to I, see where she kind of came from. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I think Paul Damien has a crush. Oh, <laughs> I'm, just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. Better watch out. Don't tell Ember. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna she give would it. Probably get mad, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't actually have a crush, do you? I just, I'm just gonna put. <laughs> just you didn't answer, <laughs> but I'm just gonna put a bleep there. <laughs> That'll work. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a three point three. I, I I like this movie plenty, but it can't even break a three point five for me mm. when it comes to the ending. Like it's kind of confusing to me, and I think the Coen Brothers are so good at creating characters, and then I don't know, like the old, like Matty Ross didn't feel anything like the young Matty Ross. Uh, not that I, people change, of course. Mm-hmm. And I may, maybe this whole experience changed her forever. And I guess that's what it's trying to say, but it did not say it to me well enough, I guess. And so right. I, I just, I can't, I can't get it even past a, a three point. Can't get it up for it. No. So 3.3 for me. Dang. There it yeah. is. 
Um, that's crazy because I feel like that could have been changed by just like one or two lines of dialogue. I, like I if, agree. If or, like if when she was older, she was like, I learned to be more careful after that. <laughs> you know, that might have even helped your transition into her new character. Or yeah. even you know, as an adult. Taking a couple of scenes, you know, trimming the end up just a little bit. I think right. taking maybe even a scene or two out of what we saw would even have just kind of cleaned it up a little. Exactly. As we even mentioned earlier, just having it more of like a here we are aged up now but we don't even need to say anything and we're here because there's a man who's died right that's it that's all we need you know yeah so all right well yeah um next week we're going to be talking about the girl with the dragon tattoo which one who is she i i think it's rooney mara which girl who plays her i don't remember um i'm probably gonna cut that because i don't know who plays her uh why cut it we don't know so yeah, we're don't talking know. About, we're gonna talk about some girl you don't yeah. know who she it is, is. Rooney mara you're it right, is Rooney yeah, mara? You're right okay. on the cool, 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 cool. so she some is... random girl who has a dragon oh no tattoo. daniel craig is the girl with the dragon tattoo that's the Spoiler plot twist. Are, we, are we looking on pinterest to find out find these girls with dragon tattoos <laughs> <laughs> have any of us seen the I movie i like that joke <laughs> i've never seen this movie um vaguely like bits and pieces okay, i've never really, seen this movie. i don't i've never watched should we watch the original also for no because we I've, didn't watch the original here i've yeah. watched someone else read the book <laughs> i just stared at him while they read it that's interesting so i kind of absorbed it a little bit that way but <laughs> besides that because you watched their reaction so you, yeah. and you looked at how deep into the book they were exactly <laughs> they were like oh. i was like oh man <laughs> page 238 it's fucking wild you have a pretty good idea of how this movie feels exactly yeah okay. how it makes a person feel yeah oh yeah oh that's kind of hot <laughs> I mean, you're an empath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenny the empath here. Yes. Hello, it is I again. I or Dr. Phil. I just came back to warn you that if you are easily irritated by mouth sounds, we wouldn't hold it against you two in the episode. Now the boys are about to eat some very loud chips. Bye bye. Um, okay, uh, let's, let's yeah, do a little, some snacks. I brought a little something, you know, so back in, I don't know how many episodes ago. It was the it was Naruto on, It was on our Naruto episode. Yeah. Just pause now, go listen. Okay, so we, <laughs> <laughs> no, we tried some chips, and I was pretty bummed out that I had only gotten the pink salt flavor, right. because there had also been a scrambled egg flavor. Well, I fucking found them finally, guys, so hey, today. Can you tell me where you got them? Super randomly at the mall. Where? Which store? It was like a, a a store that has a lot of like yeah, yeah. really interesting topic. like yeah like very some topical really, topic, stuff yeah it's real hot right, right now <laughs> yeah it's a warm Hansel, place Hansel yeah. Hansel sorry yeah, exactly he's so hot right now it was, yeah it was that warm conversation exactly okay. yeah so yeah so at hot topic we got these <laughs> uh, scrambled egg potato chips so Wonderful. I really was excited for us to get to try these this is an incredibly random episode for us to do excited. it but. Let's see what these are about. So let's get that little AMSMR. AMSMR. I love when I try to do this because then I can't open the bag. Fuck yeah. Do go, it in the mic. Go, go, go. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you heard that pop, guys? Oh, they stink. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. It's scrambled egg flavor. <laughs> I can't wait. I had scrambled eggs this morning for I'm so, breakfast. I'm, I'm so kind of nervous. To, like the smell of a thing. Here, you go first, Ian. All right. <laughs> 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 okay for the joke I since no two. one's listening or no one can hear or hear what kenny's doing uh, he's uh pulling the bag away as we're trying to reach into it let me play well uh, damien grabbed two chips so he has to eat both i don't want to wow. okay let me play the music first okay I'll, I'll eat two chips i'm i'm pretty sure i'm gonna love this uh so just give me you guys ready for us to munch 
All right. Is it here? Where is it? Is it Naruto music? What are you playing? My sweaty hand is eating through this chip. Hurry. Okay, here it is. Cool. All right. Oh, yeah. Chip eating music. All right. Cheers. Okay. Oh! Okay. Chips, guys. Chip. Chip. It's the Darsky. It's the Darsky. No. What's wrong with them? They taste like scrambled eggs. Do they? I don't get it. No. They taste like a salty potato. I don't like it. I love it. I knew it. I knew I was going to love these dumbass chips. Yeah, let me try another one. I'm trying to understand. I mean, it tastes kind of like egg yolk. I am getting that no more now. But they're sweet, and that's what I didn't expect. Yeah, they're a little sweet. I expected more, like, pure salty and savory. I don't like it. Yeah, let me get another one. It tastes a little burnt. I would agree with that, too. And I love burnt stuff. Here. You're happy to. Nice. That sounds like a commercial. Yeah, all right. Come on. Let's all go for our most commercial. Oh, well. That's pretty good. All right. My turn. Snap into a bag of Lay's. <laughs> just, just lay back. <laughs> Enjoy. Choji approved. Can we do one where we all do it at the same time? <laughs> These are too little. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. All right. Let's lay into them. <laughs> right, they're pretty good, obviously, because we're sitting here eating them all. Yeah, I don't like them. Paul Damon, do you really not like them? They're growing on weird. you. Are they growing on you? I'm going to save a little for a... Uh, Others. Um, so. Scrambled egg potato chips. What do you guys think? Um, if you had to rate these. I think Choji approved is right. Yeah, I think. Uh, One out of five? Yeah, four out of, I think a four out of five for I'll me, give honestly. Three and a half potato chips. Actually, mm. yeah. Three and a half sounds about right. I really like them. I'd give them like a, like a 3.8. Nice. I really like them. That's a lot of potato chip. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of potato chip. Well, they had a lot of bags. Maybe I'll go buy a few more. <laughs> <laughs> At that uh, that uh, cold uh, conversation. Oh, right. Yeah. Cool. Oh, Hot Topic. Yeah. Hot Topic. That's, it's a cold I, conversation. I get it now. Topic. I get um, it now. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm going to put like a little like a... Uh, this is for you guys to know. I'm going to put like a little like a... Uh, Dr. Phil, right before we started crunching, like if you guys are irritable to mouth sounds, Me. yeah, yeah uh, you might want to end the episode now. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. If you guys listen to this um, and uh, come back next week, follow us on Instagram, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Um, fuck. Yeah. I didn't set up to read another <laughs> review well, again. Well, real quick, mm-hmm. I just okay. wanted to say if you made it this far, you just been entered in a contest to win three free stickers 
from Kenny. Oh, he oh, will wow. send you <laughs> crazy three stickers. I didn't realize. <laughs> this is a running gag now. <laughs> this whole sticker thing is starting to yeah, backfire on Kenny. We're gonna be a sticker fiasco. It's all right. They're not that expensive. I can make it happen. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Um, Good luck cleaning that mess up. Okay, bye guys. Wait, 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 no! Wait, hold on. Cut right. it, but save it for a blooper. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank y'all so much. Uh, yeah, so next week, the girl with the dragon tattoo. We will see y'all then, or we will see you on another time. Bye, bye guys! guys! Woo! Daniel Craig. Uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs>